Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to be diving into our Round 15 Rapid Review before we head into Bloke and Bar Studios later today uh, to go through the entire Round 15 for our deep review. But our Rapid One here, we'll go through each and every game, talk about the notes that I have here, what I noticed from these games, my thoughts on all the teams and their performances. We kicked off on Thursday night with the Dragons taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Unfortunately for the Bunnies, they didn't get off the bus until uh, past halftime. A bizarre game of football. The Dragons, who uh, you wouldn't really back them to score 32 points on any given weekend. Uh, they scored 32 points in, what, the opening 26 minutes or something. It was crazy uh, what they did on the Thursday night, the Dragons. They looked so good in the first 30-odd minutes there. They didn't score a single point after that, which was bizarre. Uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, their defense was just in all fucking sorts. Both edges looked awful. Uh, the left in particular, I was very, very disappointed with. Obviously, got AJ Campbell Graham, two, uh, two top-shelf players in, either posi- in both positions. Uh, just yeah, very very disappointing from South Sydney. This is sort of uh, the team they are. You know they're better than what they show you most of the time, but at some point, what you do consistently, it's going to come out in finals time, and that's what I'm worried about uh, when it comes to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, Lockie Elias, he got hooked very early in this game. I think it was probably poor timing when uh, Demetrio made this score. It didn't, didn't quite make sense doing it in this game, but I also think that there are a lot of teams that are targeting Elias, and they're going after him. You look at the game last weekend uh, against the Gold Coast Titans, who are well-known for playing with very little structure. Uh, The one thing they did do was really get at Ilias. Now, he missed nine tackles last week, uh, which is a lot of tackles to miss. But people say, yeah, but he made 30, and I understand that. But that means that that, that, that's 40 times that he's had to make a tackle throughout that game. For a halfback, that is enormous, and it just shows 
that these that our teams are starting to assess that Ilias they can get through him defensively and they're going to keep going at him. Uh, if he was absolutely braining in an attack and he was Adam Reynolds like, you could ignore the other side of it, but he, he just isn't. I think you can see that him and Cody haven't overly gelled that well. Uh, I thought it was pretty evident, and, and from what I heard, um, a big part of the reason why Nikarima was brought into this side was because uh, Demetrio was worried that Ilias wouldn't be able to get through the season, that he wasn't serving the role that he needed to be there. So I got it. This one didn't overly shock me. I've held Nicarima for about a month now in my draft competition because I sort of saw this coming. It'll be interesting to see. Now they've got two weeks off. We've got Rep Brown. I'm keen to see who gets the halfback jersey when they return. The other part of this is that Latrell Mitchell, he returns in the next game. He's going to be playing fullback. So Nicarima can't fit into the side at one. Is he going to be in the team or not? We know that the coach loves to have the experience of Nicarima in the side. Might become a 14. Taft might miss out. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Nick Arima and Cody Walker line up together in the next game. Uh, Damian Cook had a bit of a mixed bag, scored a try, um, looked okay. Wouldn't say it looked great, though. Uh, a pretty disappointing game for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, one that they will uh, put in the back pocket and I, th- and I think just move on with uh, what's to come. A tough loss, though, obviously, for South. When you look at their run home at the end of the season, it's going to be very difficult. Uh, this is a game they really couldn't afford to lose, especially to another team that's fighting uh, for that same seventh and eighth spot that the, 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 the Bunnies are going to have to fight with. So, yeah, very tough one for South Sydney. They'll be very, very disappointed for the Dragons. So congratulations to them. I thought Jack DeBellin, he was fantastic in this game. I thought Ben Hunt, he was unreal as per usual. thought it was a really good bounce-back game by young Zach Lomax as well. Copped a heap of shit uh, last week. And rightly so, had an absolute shocker. Sort of overplayed his hand a little bit. Uh, but I thought he bounced back with a really strong game here and he still he still went for the offload uh he produced a try off the back of it but he picked his moments and and for me that's his, the world about Lomax that it didn't frighten him enough not to do it at all but he, he just he took on board obviously what he had to from the week before and he made better decisions so well done to Zachy Lomax the South Sydney Rabbitohs are really tough on there especially going into a bye and rep round and everything you have to think about uh that stuff for quite some time so pretty shitty one there Friday the first game we did a high Jack on this one. Me and my mate Nick, we commentated this one, had a really good time, interacted with you guys. Uh, we uploaded all the audio for that uh, on the podcast about 48 hours ago. So you go back and have a listen to that if you would like. Essentially, you can just fast forward to any bit that you want, get a feel for it. Uh, you might enjoy just having it as some background uh, commentary. It's not so much every play-by-play, just us talking footy and whatnot. And if you'd like to join us, we are going to hijack Origin 2, uh, which is very exciting on Sunday night. Really looking forward to that one. But this game it was an absolute cracker. I really enjoyed this game. Manly at home, they are a different beast. They started off really well. They led Ted Nil. Um, we saw Kieran Foran put in a perfect kick for Tui Pilotu. Really, really good vision there. Manly led 10 nil. The Cowboys got back into this one. Morgan Harper setting up Ruben Garrick for a cracking try. Went through Peter Hicku. Pretty soft defense. Uh, Peter Hiku, not really known for poor D, but that was awful. He came up with a few shockers in this game, to be honest with you. Um, and, and that was 10-0. The Cowboys, they bounced back with a great try from Val Holmes. Once again, similar to the false uh, try assist. Great vision from Chad Townsend, two very experienced halves. Uh, a bit of a weird game, this one. A heap of tries off kicks. I think there was like six or seven tries off kicks, more than... 
or heaps more than the average when it comes to NRL games. Lachlan Croker, he had possibly the biggest four minutes of his career. It might have been the biggest four minutes in anyone's fucking career. 40-20 and two tries within four minutes. It was sensational. Uh, the, well, the first try that he scored, he actually scored it off his own kick as well. So uh, a huge couple of minutes there for Lachlan Croker. Unfortunately, wasn't enough to get the job done there. You had Nanai. He, he set up another try for kick. That was unreal. And Val Holmes, um, you know, cometh the moment, cometh the man. He he came up with a brilliant play on DCE. Pretty shit moment from DCE, all things considered, game situation and everything. Uh, big tackle by Scott Drinkwater, who was pretty quiet in this game by his standards, uh, but a great tackle by Drinking to knock that ball loose, and Val Holmes goes the length of the field. Great to see. I thought Val was sensational in this game, and the Cowboys... I think they were down by 14 with something like eight minutes to go or something. So to see them get back into this game was sensational. Um, They are the real deal. They scored three tries in about four minutes uh, to round out this one. So congratulations to North Queensland Cowboys. Congratulations to Toddy Payton. He is building something seriously, seriously special up there. The late game, the Melbourne Storm, 32 over the Broncos, 20. Uh, Harry Grant put Tui Kamakamika over for the first try. Then the Broncos bounce back. Corey scoring a couple of tries. I thought Branko Lee was fantastic inside him. Tyrone Roberts threw a brilliant pass to Selwyn Cobbo. It was unreal. I've always thought Tyrone Roberts is really underrated. He might not be a superstar seven, but fuck, you could do worse than to just have him in your squad. I've always thought he's been fantastic, whether he's at the Knights, whether he's at the Titans, now at the Broncos, playing Indigenous All-Stars, playing in England, whatever the hell it might be, Tyrone Roberts just delivers every single time. Uh, the Queensland Cup team that won it last year, he was the halfback for the Norse Devils. I've always really liked him. Uh, looked a bit different with no hair running around on Friday night, uh, but I've always been a big fan of Tyrone Roberts. It's always good to see him come back into first grave and remind people what he can do. Uh, it was the halfback on the other side of the Park, though, that stole the show for me. Jerome Hughes uh, put in a kick for Munster, is knocked on by uh, Selwyn Cobbo. A little bit unfortunate for the young bloke there. Munster scored there. Uh, Munster threw then a long ball for Idarima. That was a cracking pass, too. But then Hughes, um, to just to seal this game, kick and chase for himself, and there was really nothing on. Came off his right foot, probably the most dangerous right foot in rugby league at the moment. Uh, Jerome Hughes, he is just sensational. There was also a moment there where Ezra Mam scored late. Billy Walters made a break, and if you get an opportunity, go back and watch it because the chase from Jerome Hughes was huge on that play, just that sort of effort stuff. Brisbane, that's their first loss in eight games. Eight games. I think they had a buy smacked in there. Uh, eight games, they've they've only lost one. So uh, obviously coming up against the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne, always a tough gig. I think Melbourne are at about $1.30, $1.20 or something. Brisbane were out to like $5.50 or something. So to only lose by 12, uh, a pretty damn good knock. I don't think Brisbane will be too disappointed with the performance. They'll be disappointed with the result, but probably not with the performance. Uh, get a couple of stars back and whatnot. And I think it could be anything against just about any other team in this competition, except for the Melbourne Storm, probably the Penrith Panthers and the Cowboys. So uh, good game all around there. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, Super Saturday kicked off with the Titans and the Sharkies coming to you from Coffs Harbour. Uh, Sharks led 10-0 in this one. Normally that means the Titans go, well, fuck this, we're done. Uh, They did fight back into this game, so credit to the Titans. We've been waiting a couple of weeks to see some real fight out of this side, and we definitely saw it in this game. So 
well done to the Gold Coast Titans. It's been a tough couple of weeks for them, losing really key players and experienced players. Uh, so well done to them. The Sharks, uh, a little bit disappointing, let's be honest here. They're not playing their best football. Uh, I thought the tries they did score, I mean, I think the Katoa try, that came off the back of Greg Marcio offloading and handing over a force dropout, which gave them another set. I thought the Moylan try, that was just shocking defense uh, from the Gold Coast Titans. They just had no intent on that play. So, look, Cronulla, uh, not a, it, it wasn't impressive. It wasn't an impressive win. They won't be happy with it. They need to be better than that. Respectfully to the Titans, I think the Sharks were lucky that they played the Titans on Saturday because they did not play well. Uh, the Titans are a team that they're really lacking confidence at the moment. They're really struggling. Um, and any good performances that they can put out, I'm, I'm so happy to see it from this side. And this was a good performance, despite not getting the loss. I thought the Bo Fermor try was a cracker. Uh, very smart from Brimson. He saw that Nakora was out of play and just took on the numbers. Good to see. Uh, the pill from Turner to Marshu, what a ball that was. Right to left, a perfect cutout ball. That was great. Uh, yeah, look, I... Once again, I just want to stress the Gold Coast Titans. They were down 10-0. They managed to fight their way back into this one and stay competitive, and well done to them because with their young squad, it's easy just to fold up the deck chairs and call it a day, which is what they've done the last few weeks. So just by not getting a W, I thought the Titans showed more resiliency than what I've seen from the last few weeks against a top-eight team in the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, so well done to them. The Sharkies, they will need to improve. It was good to see some other players stepping up for the Titans and helping out with the kicking game so it wasn't all coming down down to Toby Sexton as well. Uh, after that, we had the Panthers 40 over the Warriors 6. Um, look, the Panthers, they were pretty good. They weren't great, but they're just... Oh, I, I didn't think the Warriors were terrible, to be honest with you. Uh, this Panthers side, they're just too good. They're just like clockwork. Uh, Ronald Volkman, he made his debut, did some nice things with the ball. Uh, got tested out a lot in defense, though, obviously. And um, I, I had a few people message me and say, oh, you didn't mention that he couldn't tackle. Look, I, I will promise you right now, if you want to run with the narrative that Ronald Volkman can't tackle off the back of this game, respectfully, you're an idiot. Uh, I have watched this kid play for six and seven years, oh, for four, five and six years now. He is very talented. He can defend. What happened was he came up against the best team probably of the modern era. Uh, they would have spent all week uh, in their opposed sessions with the uh, the guy defending in Volkman SWAT. He would have had a fluoro bib on all week and they would have worked at really trying to work him over. And they did it in this game perfectly. And they make it look easy, but there's so many teams that struggle with doing this. They got Liam Martin on him one-on-one on a number of occasions. And uh, yeah, it won't get any harder than that for Volkman. Volkman. Watch him over the next few weeks, especially for Samoa this weekend. He will have big games, I promise you. Abby Curacao was unbelievable. Such a good game from him. The one that he put Leota through for the first try, sort of fading out to the left and coming back down the right when there was no markers. Very, very smart. Sort of gave uh, Ronald Volkman on that play. A little reminder of just how quick first grade is. It can turn in an instant, and you've got to be alive on all occasions. Uh, a couple of big shots from the New Zealand Warriors. Reese Walsh put a really good shot on early, knocking the ball free. Jesse Arthurs came up with a big hit on Viliami Kikau as well. So disappointing for the New Zealand Warriors how it played out, and that was their last game of Redcliffe. But a couple of little highlights there. Joshy Curran returning and scoring a good try there too. Uh, the highlight of the night for me, though, the scrum play to Dylan Edwards. We should see more of it in the NRL, and great to see the best team in this competition executing that down to a T. Dylan Edwards went through untouched 
on that play. Very basic, but so easy just to get it sorted and just to have a crack at it. If it doesn't work, so be it. Uh, but I, I think we should see more and more teams trying out their scrum plays. I was talking to Timmy Williams yesterday when we were watching the Newcastle game that they should be doing more of those plays with KP. It's such a perfect time to attack. But yeah, New Zealand, not a disaster. The scoreboard's a disaster. I don't think they were as bad as 40-6 to six represents. I think it's just more of a sign of how good this Penrith Panthers side is. Uh, probably the game of Super Saturday, the Parramatta Eels over the Chooks, 26-16. to 16. Dylan Brown and Sean Lane putting in cracking performances. I thought they were very, very impressive. I thought Clint Gutherson was great as well. Some of the passes that was going from uh, Mitch Moses to Gutho, uh, some of them led to tries, some of them didn't, and some of those ones were really impressive. Mitch Moses, I thought he was great as well. Uh, came with some huge plays in this one. I thought one moment that, you know, I probably won't get talked about, but a charge down from Billy Smith and he got the ball back. Uh, just all determination, Billy Smith. I thought that was a really good play. Didn't really influence the game too much. Uh, but I, I thought it was just a huge effort play by Billy Smith, who's had a tough couple of years coming into first grade. So, Ali, what about that try he scored? I, I think he's just one of those guys the ball's going to bounce to. Um, you know, you see these guys as you come th- as they come through that the ball, it just seems to land in their hands more often than not, whether it's in the air, on the bounce, whatever it might be. So, Ali's just got that special touch. And then he's got the body and he's got the mindset to back it up as well. So, he's going to be a scary prospect. I think he's been sensational over the last month. And I think he realises now how good he is, and I think he realizes the impact that he can have on first grade, which is a scary, scary prospect. Sorry. Uh, fuck, it was a bad night to be a butcher. Uh, Nat and Egan both went down injured. It looks like uh, Egan's in a little worse wear than Nat. We do wish them both the very best, and the Roosters desperately need both of them as well. Uh, unfortunate if you played Nat Butcher in Supercoach. I actually sold him this week, so I'm kind of low-key stoked with how that played out with all due respect to Nat. Uh, you lose a little bit of money there, but not a disaster. You can move him on now. Uh, Shout-out to Mike Civo. I thought he was great as well. We'll go into a bit of a deeper conversation tomorrow on blo- uh, later today on Bloke in a Bar, talking about his stats, but I thought he was fantastic. A good win for Parramatta. They looked really good. Roosters still sort of trying to find their way. Uh, obviously, they had um, their halfback, Luke Keery, out in this one. Hutcho came in. So more more changing, more movement in that squad just doesn't help. I thought that they played pretty well. But Parramatta, uh, they bounced back from probably the worst game of their – well, definitely the worst game of their season. Probably their worst performance in quite some time against Canterbury last week to put in a good performance against the Chooks there. All right, Sunday took us to the nation's capital down there in Canberra. Raiders, 20 over the Knights, 18. Uh, Tapanay set up the first try to Kotrick. Awful defense uh, by the Newcastle Knights on that play, but Tapanay, he's just gone to another level. If you don't have him in Supercoach, fuck, he's hurting you week in, week out. He's just a lock sort of 80 every single week. Came up with a try assist in this one as well, so I'm probably expecting him to update a little bit higher uh, overnight. But, uh, yeah, Tapanay, he's just on another level at the moment. Absolutely love watching him play. Started off well for the Raiders. They scored that try. Then uh, Tomoko, he uh, he beat Tuwala. He is so strong, that kid. He is just incredible. I love watching him play. Shout out to Xavier Savage on that play. He got the ball and he just shoveled it on straight away. Didn't hold it too long. And sometimes as a fullback, you need to know just when to release the ball and when someone's in a better position than you. And it's one of those plays that, you know, if he if he holds it for a second too late, um, Tomoko probably doesn't get in the spot that he did. Uh, and But because he passed it, we don't really notice that play from Savage. But just those little timing things, well done to him because he could have quite easily been selfish, tried to hold 
hold it longer, go himself. Just a smart play there, which is what you want to see from a guy like him who's got so much ability, is so quick, can run all day. Just a little tap on. Uh, very nice there. I thought Corey Horsburgh looked sensational over the last few weeks. He's been great for the Canberra Raiders. He's just he's, he's a menace, isn't he? Uh, Xavier Savage, we just spoke about him. He bombed one try, scored another one off a kick. Raiders led 14-0 at that point. Just coming into halftime, KP jumps into dummy half, controls the whole set, literally directing everyone through the middle third where he needs them to be. Uh, really taking control of that side, grabbing them by the scruff of the neck. Eventually puts Kurt Mann over after two or three plays there. Um, sensational by KP, and especially to get a try just before halftime. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. In that last 90 seconds before the break, a real coach killer there for Ricky Stewart. But well done to KP, a huge moment. They came out in the second half. 14-6, KP got absolutely whacked by Whitehead, who spent 10 minutes in the sin bin. And uh, the Newcastle Knights and KP, uh, they they came up with some big plays during this period. Ponga put his good mate, Matty Croker, over for a try, tracing a the kick there. What well under Croker. Uh, Croker's has been great this year for the Newcastle Knights. Hasn't been a mainstayer in this team, but every time he's come in, I think he's been a top five player in this team. So one to watch for the future there. Obviously was part of their podcast a couple of months ago. That's where I first got to know Croker's. Uh, so, yeah, we do wish him all the very best. Very talented player. Adam Clune then set up Edric Lee with a really good play. Clune to Barnett, chucked it back inside to Clooney, uh, put Edric in, over in the left corner. Uh, he had another big play a little bit later, nudged by Clune, where it was almost going to be a 40 20. Uh, Savage was forced to knock it back in, or it would have been a 40 uh, 20. And then he wasn't able to clean up the ball. And I think it was Edric Lee that ran away to score again. But it went upstairs, and Savage, a little get out of jail card uh, there, a knock on by, I think it was two. Wala that managed to turn it over. But an interesting one there. Do you knock the ball back in or do you let it go for a 40 20? Uh, it's a tough one there. I mean, I'm really keen to talk to Kempi about that one, a former winger and fullback himself, uh, to get his perspective on it because it is a big, big punt what Xavier Savage did there, and he'll learn from that. Um, I was sitting with. Timmy Williams and his uh, and the Supercoach Spy yesterday were watching the Raiders game and they sort of said, who's going to get us out of trouble? And I sort of jokingly said, I'll take Hudson Young. Um, and a couple of minutes later, he puts a grubber through, regathers and scores to win the game for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, KP, he wasn't there. It's interesting. I'd love to see the wider shot or if anyone was at the game yesterday, send me a message, let me know. Because on the play before, Hudson Young, he runs a decoy. He goes right through the line and he sort of runs into where KP was kind of standing but it was off screen. He then sprints back, which I loved as well. He ran the decoy, didn't give up on his job, sprinted back, got the ball. And as soon as he comes off his left foot and he goes back to the middle, you see KP stop and sort of hold his shoulder. I'd love to know if Hudson Young potentially ran into KP or sort of bowled him over uh, in that on the play before because it all looked a little bit weird. KP wasn't where he should have been. It allowed Hudson Young to put that kick through and score. Um, look, the reality is when you're up, 
when you're up and there's only a couple of minutes left, seconds really, there was like 90 seconds left, I think, KP, you, you've just got to be there. I know carrying injury, whatever it might be, you've just got to be there. That game was on the line uh, and he had to be there. So disappointing to finish there for KP because he did have such a good game. But well done to Hudson Young, a cracking finish in that contest to win it for his team. I was lucky enough to go out to the Bulldogs-Tigers game yesterday afternoon. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this one. Canterbury putting on an absolute show. A newfound confidence. Uh, Jake Avarillo at fullback scoring two tries. Jeremy Marshall King scored one of his own. Uh, it's the first time I've been able to see Matty Burton's kicks live. And fuck, they did not disappoint. The way that they shoot off his off his boot, it's just incredible. I, I'm not sure if I've ever seen someone that hits that kicks so consistently and so sweet. Probably Freddie. Um, Freddie, Hayne, Joey, Lockie, these GI, these sort of guys come to mind. But what he does is just incredible, Burton. He might be the best out of all of them. He put up one spiral yesterday, and you know I was pretty high in the crowd, and I had to look up to follow it, which was just insane the way that he hits them. The other thing about Matty Burton to consider is that um, I'm trying to think of an, of an analogy to explain it with because he's left-footed when he spirals. They actually reverse the other way to what we're used to. Normally, you've got right footers. I think it's a bit like in cricket when you get a left arm bowler. It's completely different. It can swing the other way and whatnot. You have to reverse everything. And I think that's what makes oh, obviously Matt Burton hits him sweeter than most. But because he's left footed, and it means that your spiral goes the way the it's almost like a reverse spiral compared to well, it is a reverse spiral compared to a right footer. Makes life very very tough. Uh, it was sensational to see. What about this Kiraz, this winger? Fuck, he's the real deal. Eh? He can. Play play. He was very, very impressive live. He just manages to bounce off contact. I know Willie Mason was sitting about a metre or two away from me and he's super excited about Kiraz. He's obviously been working uh, with the Canterbury Bulldogs and see how excited he was getting about Kiraz says a lot. Um, I love that Canterbury found different ways to score. Now, the last few weeks, essentially all their points have come from Matt Burton with a sort of trick shot kick to find Josh Adokar. They scored in a number of ways, which was great to see. They weren't reliant on Josh Adokar to produce points, which was uh, great to see. Shout out to Kurt Morin. Uh, scored a great try on debut. Hit a perfect line. I think it was Fox sort of bounced along the line and found him. And an unreal try. The crowd went nuts when he crossed for that one. Uh, so great to see. I thought Fox had... Had a big game, minus uh, his shocking read for David Nofaluma's first try. It was awful. It's one of the worst reads I've ever seen by a winger, to be honest with you. And we all know that we've seen some shocking reads by wingers. That one was Fox was just disgraceful. Very un-Fox-like. Uh, but outside of that, I thought he was great in this game. Max King got through a heap of work again. Uh, I think he has to stay in this Canterbury Bulldogs forward pack and keep playing big minutes. Um, the Tigers, look, I'm not going to say too much. They look lost. They just look like they don't want to be there at the moment. Um, it's a tough period for the club. Uh, it's going to get tougher. Brooks, Hastings, Dewey all coming off contract. They can negotiate with other clubs come November 1st. I thought that was Hastings' worst game he's played in the NRL. I thought he was really poor. Uh, threw an intercept, missed a couple of key tackles. Very disappointing from someone that can play at the level that Jacko can. I will say this, I think it's pretty evident that he's playing through an injury. Uh, he looks very slow at the moment. He looks like he's in a bit of pain as he gets around. But, uh, you know, had a poor game, but it wasn't through a lack of effort. He was trying and trying and trying to win that game of football for his side. Just wasn't coming together. Doesn't look like an overly happy camp to me, the West Tigers. Just their body language and everything, watching them live out there. They're nowhere near as upbeat 
as, for example, the Canterbury Bulldogs are, who, I mean, have been coming last for the vast majority of the season. So hopefully Canterbury, they've turned a corner. They can keep this form up because they do look very, very dangerous. Congratulations to Matty Burton. We mentioned him before, getting selected in the Origin Arena to make his debut there. Well-deserved. Uh, I think he's persevered through a really tough time at Canterbury. Didn't have a halfback next to him for the first five or six weeks. That would have been frustrating as all hell for a young ball player like himself coming to this club. He's now really found his way with Kyle Flanagan. I don't think Flano is perfect, don't get me wrong, but he definitely is the right guy for Burton out of all the guys they've got to choose from at Canterbury. So well done to him. Well done to Mick Potter. He's turned this Bulldog side around. They're playing really well now. If you're Trent Barrett, you're probably sitting there going, what the fuck has happened to this side? Um, yeah, Tigers, very disappointing. Canterbury, very good though. Credit to them. Hopefully they have turned a corner. Guys, that'll do for our rapid review. Plenty more content coming today on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Hopefully the Queensland team will be announced soon and we'll be able to rip into that before we go into Bloke in a Bar Studios for the Round 15 deep review. And we'll talk about Origin and the squads that have been selected by New South Wales and Queensland heading into Game 2 at Perth. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.